This episode is sponsored by a donor to Warriors at Ease. Warriors at Ease brings the power of yoga and meditation to military communities around the world through trainings, advocacy, programs, and partnerships. Visit warriorsatease.org. On this episode, we have Mike Fecht. Mike has built a career in fitness from being a senior level manager at Crunch Fitness to running sports performance training, including the teaching of yoga, for professional athletes of the NFL, NHL, NBA, and MLB, and most notably with the Miami Dolphins franchise. Mike suffered a great personal tragedy, which he credits surviving by deepening his yoga and meditation practices. Mike, thank you so much for being on our show. Absolutely. No, my, my pleasure, really. It's um, it's been a while since we've um, uh, interacted. You've had so much life going on in the interim, but uh, it's a dear memory um, practicing yoga with you um, four or five years ago in in, in Florida, and uh, we were brought together by our mutual very dear friend Jonathan Creamer. But I'd, I'd like to go back further from uh, when 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 it was little Mike. And, uh, um, you know, I know you went to college in Florida. Did you grow up in mm-hmm. Florida? No, uh, I grew up in Northern Illinois. Um, okay. At the age of uh, 13, the family moved from Northern Illinois to Chattanooga, Tennessee. Wow. wow. Uh, my, my, my immediate family is still there. Uh, I went to high school in Chattanooga, uh, then went to uh, junior college there, played a couple years of baseball at junior college there, then went to then transferred down to St. Leo, uh, down in Florida. Graduated from there in '96, uh, which is the same uh, year I graduated. It's a okay, good year to cool. finish college. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, do you have siblings, Mike? I do. I have a, I have a younger sister. Okay. She's so just a few years younger than myself, and she lives in, in Chattanooga near the folks. Oh, so. uh, right. Okay. And your parents are yep, still with yep. you? Um, mom and dad are still here. Yep. Great. They're uh, wonderful grandparents, great people. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're they just unbelievable. My, my mom's a saint. Uh, my dad's been in nuclear power uh, for his entire career. Now he's oh, a okay. consultant that in that field. Sense. Sure. Uh, has done yeah. a lot of work with energy, uh, that sort of thing. Yeah, well, that was the move, was uh, TVA at the time, Tennessee Valley Authority. Sure. Exactly. Was recruiting and bringing a lot of people in. Yeah. Uh, in the late 80s. So my dad works with a lot of ex-Navy nuke guys. Amazing. Uh, wow. After college, uh, was in Atlanta. I really, I mean, I pretty much even refer to Atlanta as home because I've lived there uh, oh, okay. more than anywhere else as an adult. Uh, well, let me in ask New York you. City for a couple of years. So. Right, yeah, and uh, definitely wanted, because you were with Crunch at the time, but I uh, just wanted to get a feel from you, like um, getting into health, wellness, um, you know, fitness training like when did that passion develop for you you know I I grew up in an athletic family uh my mom was a runner my my sister was a runner played basketball we played basketball baseball so we played sports uh you know all the way through played uh basketball pretty competitively in high school as well uh but when it we got to college uh played baseball uh and injuries are really what 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 took me down I had a lot of potential Mm -hmm. Uh, but in college, it was it was difficult for me to stay healthy long enough to to really get in the groove. Uh, but during that time and doing all the rehab work that I was doing in the gym, uh, you know, I noticed that you know I was changing my physique and I could see the benefits of of staying healthy. And really, I mean, this is way before sports performance training even came into right. the 
into the world. You know what I mean? If, if, yeah. if like, you know, the, the, watching the last dance right now, watching Michael Jordan, you know, working out and the types of stuff he was doing, um, you know, it was about that time, you know, it was Amazing. the early to mid nineties right. and personal training was just becoming a potential career for people. Right. Um, you know, and, and so it was just, I, I really enjoyed the, the kinesiology classes, the anatomy, that sort of thing. Um, so when I got out of college, it just seemed like a natural transition to kind of move into, even though my degree was in education, um, you know, I was really into kind of that fitness boom that was happening. Let's see. So we graduated 96, worked in the clubs, did, uh, did a couple promotions for health clubs for a few years, then ran my own personal training business. Nice. Uh, in Chattanooga uh, in the late late 90s for a couple of years I started with crunch in 2000 um, okay in, gotcha. in Atlanta and uh, was with them for for six years there and then and you worked your way like, up you became um, a national supervisor and shuttling between Atlanta yes. and New York that's really impressive uh, oh thank you what was that ex uh, experience like well at the at the time um we were kind of the irreverent guys in the industry right you had your you basically had your plain boxes you had your world's gyms your gold's gyms right. you know that kind of thing um crunch came in and you know our tagline was no judgments um the music was loud mm -hmm. uh, you know it was this kind of nightclub almost atmosphere yeah. in a gym um, but you know, we really, it was all about, you know, it doesn't matter what you look like. doesn't matter. None of that, none of that stuff matters. It's just that, you know, this is, this is the time you come to work out. We worked hard, we played hard, uh, you know, and, and took, you know, that, that company that was founded on this idea of inclusiveness, uh, in, in the, in the East village in New York city, you know, and took that vibe, you know, to all the major markets around the country. Um, and Amazing. at the time, you know, it was the, that was, they were the, were the cool kids in the, in the health and fitness industry. And it was, I mean, the market was it, the, the, well, the company was founded on, on group fitness, you know, on the classes. And that was the thing is, you know, all the crazy types of classes you see now were pretty much launched by crunch 20 years ago. By the time I left, I was getting on a plane every Monday morning and going to, you know, New York, LA, Chicago, Miami, Boston. Um, and the clubs were all in the, you know, they were in the coolest parts of the coolest cities. It was, uh, nice. it, it was, it was an incredible experience. Nice. You know, all six years were really. No, that's amazing. You experienced significant personal tragedy in Atlanta, and yes. um, that that altered your course. If you don't mind sharing with us, what happened? Sure. So I uh, left left Crunch in two thousand six. Started doing some consulting uh, with a former VP that I worked with. Uh, at crunch um, and then and did that until about 2009 uh, when I got an opportunity to go down to South Florida uh, and on a consulting it started as a consulting gig and then uh, pretty quickly uh, my wife and I at the time realized that was kind of our opportunity to get down there and, and to do something big and it was as the general manager of a, of a, a really high-end sports performance facility Nice. that catered to very high profile professional athletes. Gotcha. You know, there's only a few of those places around at the time. There's like, you know, you got IMG and you know, a few other sports academies. So we're, we're preparing to move down there. I've got a corporate apartment. Um, and so Shaney was in Atlanta. We had a, we had a loft in the Cabbage Town neighborhood of Atlanta and she was getting ready to rent that out. So that's what she was working on. Um, and one night, uh, it was June 2nd on 2009, as I was getting ready to leave my office, 
uh, I got a call from a detective in Atlanta wanting to see me. Uh, and you know, when he realized that I was in South Florida, you know, kind of the tone of the conversation changed a little bit, but uh, uh, basically called to let me know that, you know, Shaney had been shot and killed. Um, and that it was my 18-year-old my stepson was the suspect at the time. They didn't have him in custody. Yeah. Um, I'm so and sorry. so it was just, you know, in, in a, in a you know, two-minute phone call, uh, my whole life just went into twilight zone. The worst moment of your entire life is all over the news and the internet. And uh, it was, it was uh, definitely the, you know, as I, I described, it's kind of my, my ground zero. So sorry you had to suffer through that, Mike, and have that trauma. Thanks, Essie. I, I appreciate that. That, uh, um, you know, and, and a lot of times when I talk about yoga and meditation and how it helped me get me, how it helped get me through, um, you know, I, I, I try to drive home the message that it helped get me through because it was available. Mm. You know, it was something that I was doing. It was, it was already a part of my life. Yeah. Um, you know, much in the, this, this, you know, we find ourselves in the situation right now with the pandemic. True. Um, and people are reaching and grasping, you know, what do I do? You know, how do I, how do I get through this? Um, and, you know, for me, it was it's obvious, you know, just stick to the script, right? Yeah, it's yeah. To, to be, to be, show up and be present. So it, I immediately went into my deeper into my yoga practice um, with the loss of Shani. Um, you know, it was kind of like there was, um, the, the, the really kind of crazy cosmic part of the story that takes it even more tragic is the fact that Shaney lost her mother uh, in the same way. Shaney's mother was murdered. Oh, goodness. And I think it was wow. 1990, 1991. Same, oh, same thing. Hmm. So I lived with, living with her all those years, I lived with someone who suffered from post-traumatic stress disorder right who found yoga and meditation, who had a whole library of books. Like Shaney had just an insane amount of books. Wow. Um, and they were all earmarked, you know, for things that she had had studied and things that, you know, lessons that she had gone through to help her get through. Did she introduce you to yoga? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, I, in my uh, in my TED talk, I tell that the, the whole story of how, uh, you know, we were, I, you know, I was kind of your typical meathead in the gym. Like I wasn't, a, I was going to do yoga and I bought into all the stigmas and stereotypes associated with it. Right. And for years, you know, we'd go to the gym, she'd go one way and I'd go the other. And, um, but then my back really started to bother me. I mean, I had chronic back issues and which was really the source of all of my injuries going all the way back to, to my baseball years. Um, and so it, it really started to manifest and you know, it was knocking me out for a week at a time or two weeks at a time uh, into my, into my late twenties. Um, and, you know, as any married couple does, you know, she started giving me a hard time about it and how I wasn't doing yoga. And if I was doing yoga, this wouldn't happen. And so one day I threw my back out okay. and she just lit me up. You, know, <laughs> you were doing yoga, this wouldn't happen. And I just don't want to hear it anymore until you come to the class. So I was like, fine, I'll go. Um, and it was magic. You know, when I finally made it there, when I started to feel a little bit better, uh, my first instructor, James Yancey in Atlanta, played played a little Motown in his uh, in his in his class, and I, I you know, which I, I didn't realize that that could be part of a yoga practice. So for somebody like me who wanted that workout, 
man, that really resonated, yeah. you know? And so, and the relief and then, you know, the back. And but then it was the relationships, right? Like right. just being less quick to anger and starting to notice those moments. And I was like, okay, this is it. You know, this is, this is, this is, this is the thing. And this is what I need to do. So I started to craft everything around being able to make sure I got my yoga practices in. Um, and then, so you fast forward to 2009, you know, this is a part of my daily life. And, okay. and, and as soon as, you know, this, this happens, it was like, okay, I've got to get present. Like that was the whole thing was the mindfulness and being present in every day. Um, you know, and I like to tell people, um, when I think about the grief aspect of it in the early days, which were, you know, shock and, you know, just all kinds of craziness was that when I really got present and I just, you just stop, right? Like even the first three days hmm. and I would look around and I'd see all the people that were at my house, hmm. you know, and I would recognize that the reason that they were all there is because they loved me, you hmm. know, and I mean, it gets, makes me emotional just to think about it. Right. And so in that moment, you look around and you go, ah, you know, what happened last Tuesday is horrible, right? Like it's, this is why everybody's here. Right. But in this moment, if I'm looking at the clock and I'm watching that clock tick and I'm at 2.30 PM on a Saturday afternoon in my place and I'm here and I'm surrounded by people who love me. So I got to hang in, you know, oh. and that was, I would dial in that mindfulness into that moment, into that oh. Amazing. That so much so that it was, you know, one breath at a time, one second at a time. And, um, and so that led to, to kind of bring it full circle, that led to the, the, the next step as I started to get through the grief and really working on stepping back into life was, and I got to share this with other people. So okay. it's yoga teacher training, you know, okay. and, okay. and, um, and that took it off the rails and, and, and then, you know, as I'm in the teacher training, all the light bulbs are going off for my previous injuries, being an athlete and saying, ah, oh, you know, that this is, this is, that world needs this, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, um, and so I took it into the, I, I went back to the, the uh, sports performance facility where I was going to be as a general manager, as their yoga teacher. Okay, um, and well. that led to uh, the Miami Dolphins. Um, I worked with professional athletes and all. Uh, in the in Major League Baseball, the NFL, the NBA, uh, even the NHL. Uh, primary, most of my clients were in the NFL. Uh, they were in football, and I had a number on the Miami Dolphins and worked with the, the whole team as well. Uh, I had a chance to work with Colin Kaepernick a number of times. I worked with mm. him probably eight to ten times. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was just it was an incredible experience, you know. And it was being a bigger guy and a former athlete – you know, I have an understanding in a way to communicate the practice to guys with those same types of bodies that exactly. just don't hear, you know, at a, at a typical yoga studio. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. It's, um, it's different when your body is structured that way. There's no question. Um, Mike, I just want to comment on how it's really poetic that um, Shaney left you the gift that helped you recover from her loss. And... Um, I just think it's just, uh, it's really beautiful that uh, there was such a risk of falling into a downward spiral. Um, but um, you amazingly stayed present and you thought about the love surrounding you and that, uh, that carried you through. Um, kudos, brother. That's so hard to get through. 
Um, mostly you hear stories of, um, you know, leaning on, on drugs and alcohol to, to make it through. And, uh, and you hope there's a rehab story behind that, uh, after that, but, um, you just, your route was just so, um, potent and, and special. And uh, I'm, I'm just so thankful because uh, I get to val cherish my friendship with you. So thankful that uh, you, you took that path. Thank you. I, I, I appreciate that. There were, you know, there, I had my moments. There, there were definitely, you know, there were, I had, I had my moments, I think. Being though, human but, if you didn't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but predominantly, I think it was just, you know, the gratitude that I would find at the end of a practice for walking me back off the ledge was always to Shaney. It doesn't make it easy sometimes, right, to get up and get on the mat. I mean, a lot of times we have, you know, we have aversions for the things we need the most. So it's like, I don't want to get on there. I don't want to do this. I don't want to have to face this. I don't want to, I don't want to think about what it might bring up. But uh, in my TED talk, I, I actually, I said, you know, my, the lesson I try to leave everybody with is show up, do the work and let go of the results. But over the years, I've kind of I've shifted that a little bit. Um, it's kind of show up, do the work and pay attention to the results, yeah. right? That's it. Don't be attached to them so much, but the results give you a little bit of information about where you're headed, you know? <laughs> And, and if you're doing the right work, then, you know, the, the, you can expect those results. And that's what I've always loved about yoga. You know, it's really direct. It says, you know, do, it's the first sutra, do your practice and all is coming. So um, tell us about aligning with Jonathan for Yoga for Men. Because uh, am, am I skipping any steps? It felt like after... No, I started, uh, I started teaching in Atlanta um, after building up a, and I was, I started working with some athletes right out of the gate. I had, um, uh, uh, I had Kari Leitonen, who was a uh, goalie for the Dallas Stars at the time, was training in Atlanta. Oh, yeah. uh, so I started teaching. He was, he was kind of one of my first guinea pigs of really bringing yoga into the sports performance piece. Nice. Um, and then we also had Algie uh, Crumpler from the, uh, who played for the Atlanta Falcons for, number of years and algae was on the he was at the end of his career um and was you you really using yoga just for recovery nice. i had the opportunity to go down to miami um i met someone we got remarried and i, or I got excuse me, i got remarried in 2012 congrats um, our son was born in, in 2013 so Wonderful. we moved to south florida to work yeah. with the athletes and uh at the time jonathan had just started the facebook page you know yeah. yoga for men and 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 I was just following the content that he was posting, um, and thought it was it was perfect. Thought it was spot on. It was the kind of stuff that guys need to hear uh, to to break through and and start a yoga practice. Yeah. Um, so I I reached out to him and we kind of connected. And I just said, hey, just keep doing what you're doing. I like it. It's good stuff. I think this is what guys need. Um, and then you know he find out he's in St. Pete. Um, I'm in Miami. And uh, after, after working with some of the football players, um, you know, I had, so my setup in Miami was I had this, this double wide trailer that was used as a, a group fitness studio at the Jewish community center, okay. in North Miami beach. Okay. <laughs> and it was dirt and it was a little, it was a little dirty and you know, Miami's hot, and, yeah. you know, so it's just imagine this, <laughs> this, 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 this double wide and Colin Kaepernick walking in to practice, you know, yoga in this. Well, awesome. I, I had a class, I, I was doing group classes as well. And as I'm watching this class, I'm like, these are like, it's like NFL all pros 
and uh, maybe in Major League Baseball All-Star two or two in there, like practicing yoga together, right? Mm-hmm. And being the sports guy, I'm like, if people knew about this, they would just, you know, they'd flip thinking right. this is what these guys are doing. So I get in touch with Jonathan and I'm like, you gotta, why don't you just come down here and practice with us one time? It would be really cool, you know? So he comes down, he practices. I think we had, uh, we had EJ Manuel, who was with the Buffalo Bills at the time. And um, Colin may have been in that practice and a few other guys that were pretty well known in the NFL. And and, uh, Jonathan, absolutely being a football fan, obviously thought that was pretty cool. Of course. Um, And then we go, we're, we're, we're driving along and I get a phone call from a number I don't recognize with Jonathan in the car. It was kind of, this is funny. This is the first time we met. And uh, the guy goes, yeah, is this, uh, is this Mike, the yoga guy? And I said, yeah, who's this? And he goes, this is Drew Rosenhaus. <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, I look at Jonathan, I'm like, Drew Rosenhaus, you know? <laughs> and, he, and, uh, and it turned out he was, he was, I wanted to get in touch with me because Olivier Vernon, uh, who's uh, you know defensive end linebacker now with the Cleveland Browns, mm-hmm. uh, was with the Dolphins at the time. Gotcha. Olivier wanted he wanted yoga right. and um, and so we you know made that happen and, and turned out Olivier ended up being probably one of my highest profile and and most oh, regular yeah. clients yeah. that I That's that I good. ever had but went over got to introduce Jonathan to 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 Rosenhaus and make that connection <laughs> and that was a lot of fun so um, great it ended up you know the he and I uh, just became very close friends. Um, teamed up and we moved up to St. Pete and, you know, we opened the studio and used it as a film studio to create all the classes we now have online. And, you know, and we did that for a couple of years. So uh, no, it was, it was great. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. That was a great space. Uh, I remember that's where I visited and um, we uh, practiced together. So uh, share then about uh, the decision to move up to, uh, to Baltimore and co- go, go to the mid Atlantic. Sure. Uh, you know, uh, I think it was, well, we, with the, with the whole yoga for man thing and, and being entrepreneurs and that, we started to run a little bit of light on cash. It took us, you know, we had everything invested in this and um, we just kind of got to the point where it was, you know, being able to pay people salaries and that sort of thing was, was not going to be a reality. Um, so I ended up taking on a yoga studio down the street from the house and started managing it and was, 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 teaching that and and uh and managing the studio the other instructors uh and then hurricane irma came through right and uh our house was you know a little less than a mile uh from the water but we were in the first zone mandatory evacuation and if you remember i mean irma was bigger than the state of florida like it was that that was supposed to be you know katrina for tampa bay i mean as it was coming up the west coast you know, they were saying, I mean, this, so it, I think it hit on Monday, the 11th, the 10th, the 11th on the weather channel, they were calling for our house to be completely underwater. That was, that was the, that they were calling for an eight to 10 foot storm surge. We had a little ranch, you know, it was going to be underwater. Um, and evacuating Florida was super yeah, traumatic really in that, you know, we were on 75 to Atlanta. I think it took us 13 hours to get to Atlanta, 14 hours. Uh, you know, so tw- almost twice as long as what it would normally take you to get, and, and just sitting and stop and go traffic. Um, then when we came back, well, while we were there, 
we evacuated to Chattanooga to my folks. Um, while we were there, I had a neighbor that had stayed, um, start sending me pictures of a tree that fell on our house. <laughs> and, uh, and so we had, we, when we got home, we had to have a new roof put on the house, you know, the whole thing. And um, after being there for a couple summers and constantly having the stress of the storms coming through, mm. and I was just a wreck. Um, it just, you know, I was like, okay, I need some stability. Um, let's start with, let's look at my old career. Can I get back into what I used to do in the health club industry? Will anybody find my experience viable now that I've been out of it for you know eight or nine years? Yeah. Um, and so I got with a headhunter in the industry who got me uh, or, or called me right away um, and found a position for exactly what I used to do, you know, outside of Baltimore uh, with a group that owns a chain of clubs, uh, health clubs, um, and yoga studio is their sales director outside gotcha. of Baltimore. Um, and you know, for the stability, uh, of, of everything that that would do for my family, um, you know, that's, it's what we did. So we've yeah. been here now for, for a couple years. So like, uh, three, four years ago, you made the move. Yeah, it was, uh, it was January of, uh, 2018. So just over two oh, years, just two years. Okay. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. That makes sense because, um, I know that the, the transition was not the smoothest. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> let's hear I'm about the you. next big thing you had to overcome. Sure. So, um, so Hurricane Irma is, uh, September, mid-September, September 11th, September 12th. Um, I started looking for job opportunities, uh, October-ish. Um, and then November over Thanksgiving, um, I accept a position in, in Maryland. So sure. we're moving beginning of January. We're leaving sunny Florida for cold Baltimore. Um, and so we set it up that my, my wife and my son would go down to Miami and spend a few days with my mother-in-law and I would handle the move right. and then they would fly up and meet me in, in, in Baltimore. So, um, the movers show up one morning, pack everything up. It was great. They're a nationally known moving company. This wasn't, you know, just some nobody doing it. Um, and they did a great job. You know, everything was packed up, moved out, you know, by three, four o'clock in the afternoon. We're in St. Pete. Uh, I'm going to drive over to Daytona Beach where my best friend and his family lives and spend the night over there. And then that morning, the next morning, I'm going to take the Amtrak auto train where, yeah. um, don't know if you're familiar, but in Orlando, you can, you can load up load your, car. your car. Yeah. Yeah. And, and take the train up to D.C., and, and so it was perfect, right? We were, uh, our house is about 45 minutes, maybe an hour tops from DC. So yeah. I have it all set up. Um, that morning, I'm having a little bit of trouble trying to reach the drivers to the car. So I call mm -hmm. the company, feel like I'm getting the running around, run around with the company. So just that something doesn't feel right. And in my gut, I'm already thinking something, something's off, right? But it's moving companies, no big deal, right? Um, Fast forward a little bit further the afternoon, I think it's probably one o'clock-ish or so, I'm getting ready to get on the train and I get a phone call from a guy from the moving company. He says, you know, Mr. Fact, 
Um, this is so-and-so with the moving company. Um, I have some really bad news. What's that? Well, your truck was involved in a catastrophic accident last night on I-95. Um, all of your belongings are pretty much gone or all over the highway. Mm. The driver is dead. And then he started crying. The, uh, the passenger went through the windshield. He's in intensive care. And we're sending a crew over right now to go see what they can do to pick up what's left of your stuff and to handle, you know, everything and go every, everything that's going on over there. Um, and I'll send you a link to the news story in just a second. And I'm, wow. I'm, I'm on my, I'm on my cell. I mean, I'm, literally walking onto the train to board the train to go to Maryland to move. Uh, and so I call my wife, uh, I call my new boss that said, Hey, I'm coming to Maryland, but I don't, you know, my stuff's not going to be there with me. Um, I, I mean, insane. The, the irony that we were leaving Florida not to lose all of our stuff and then to lose all of your stuff in the move was just, you know, and, uh, and in all honesty, man, that move, I mean, that it, 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 coming out of that really did a number on, on me after all the the, the traumas that I'd experienced, you know, leading up to that, at that point, you're like, look, I'm trying to do the right thing. And, you know, like I get that stuff is stuff, but can yeah. we stop with the same lesson over and over again? <laughs> um, so true. You know, oh was, my goodness. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was, it was, it was tough. I, I just can't believe you had to go through that, Mike. So sorry. Did you um, do another deep dive into your practice as a way to manage through that time? You know, it, it was survival mode. So it wasn't, uh, I, I don't know if I would call it a deep dive so much as it was that, it, I mean, it was my, it was absolutely what kept me grounded. Yeah. We ended up buying a, a townhouse after being in here, after being here for a couple months. Um, and then you just start putting the pieces back together. You know, this accident really, I mean, that was the test, right? Cause you yeah. think when I look back on my history, I go, man, that nobody ever should have gone through that. And I go, well, we should go through that either, right. you know, and, 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 and but then when I let go of it and I work my way through it and I see, you know, they're gifts, right? Those moments that force you to take, you know, to, 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 to really take notice of what's in your life and what's important, they're gifts. The pieces fall apart and our first natural reaction is just to put it all back together. Right. I don't even want to think about it. I yeah. just want my old life back together. Yeah. You know, I don't want to work on things. I don't want to change. I don't want to, I just, just give me back what I had. What you find are the tools that you develop during these times are the things you should have been doing all along anyway. So okay. just keep, you know, just keep, keep doing, don't, don't let go of them. You know, yeah. if you're journaling right now, if you're writing right now, you know, keep it up, keep, keep going. Um, you know, if it's, if it's, if you're meditating now, if you do whatever those things are that you start to pull in and you see what it does for you during a time you know understand that once we step back out of this it's just other kinds of stress so true and 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 so these coping mechanisms you know can become you know a regular part of your of your daily life mike thank you so much 
this was really great. I appreciate your candor, your willingness to be vulnerable, um, your shares. I know a lot of people are going to be inspired. I, I certainly am. So uh, with gratitude, brother, thank you. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. You know, it's, 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 it's nice to look at an experience like that and not be stuck in it. Awesome. Thank you. Achieve is recorded at Subtractive in Hangar 8 at the Santa Monica Airport. Music is produced by Hennedy.